an overview of quality improvement processes and data analysis in perioperative nursing practice by Peralta and others. Abstract. AORN sets quality improvement, QI, standards that nurses can use to collect and interpret data. There are a variety of benchmarks available from national organizations and regulatory bodies. AORN provides evidence-based guidelines for perioperative practice, whereas the Joint Commission and the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services specify patient care requirements. Nurses can use the Subject, Objective Observations, Analysis, and Plan, SOAP, format to assess, diagnose, plan, and communicate information related to the QI process to key stakeholders. When participating in QI activities, perioperative nurses may find it helpful to understand the importance of values that measure location, for example, mean, median, mode, and variability. Display data in a visual format, for example, histogram, run chart, and determine significance, for example, t-test, p-value. An understanding of QI processes should help nurses work to improve patient care and evaluate effectiveness of the actions through statistical analysis. The AORN Standards of Perioperative Nursing specify the responsibilities of the perioperative nurse, for example, engaging in quality improvement, QI, activities, and provide, quote, the basis for quality monitoring and evaluation systems, end quote. Florence Nightingale collected and analyzed data validating that unsanitary hospital conditions increase the mortality rate among soldiers. In continuation of Nightingale's work, perioperative nurses should collect and interpret meaningful data to improve surgical outcomes. Adhering to perioperative professional standards empowers nurses to participate effectively in perioperative QI activities. The perioperative patient-focused model, that is, the model, emphasizes patient outcomes and provides conceptual foundation for nursing practice in perioperative areas. The model comprises four domains, that is, safety, physiological responses, behavioral responses, health systems, with the patient at the center, see Figure 1. Perioperative nurses should adhere to the standards of care to meet the desired outcomes for each domain in the model. This process can involve ongoing surveillance and performing QI activities after nurses identify areas of opportunity that may affect patient outcomes. Data collection and interpretation are foundational to QI activities. Quality improvement processes can be intimidating. However, nurses may find that having an understanding of QI is very empowering. Perioperative nurses' understanding of the review and interpretation of data is an important step toward implementing data-driven improvement projects. It is through that review and interpretation that nurses can analyze current processes, track variations, and evaluate the overall effectiveness of care delivery. When perioperative nurses retrieve, interpret, and disseminate perioperative data accurately, they can help their organization's leaders recognize areas of opportunity, create solutions, evaluate outcomes, and celebrate successes.
In addition to AORN, other national organizations and regulatory bodies are involved in setting surgical standards of practice. The National Quality Forum developed rigorous performance measures that other entities, for example, state and federal government stakeholders, accrediting organizations, insurance companies, hospitals, adopted to monitor health care performance. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services requires hospitals to report data on surgical patients, for example, pressure ulcer rate, perioperative hemorrhage, postoperative sepsis, publicly. The purpose of this article is to assist perioperative nurses with improving their familiarity with common measurement techniques and describe the importance of using data collection, benchmarking, and analysis to guide QI activities. Because it is rare to find a study that uses all of the methods of data collection and analysis presented in this article, we are drawing on past QI articles published in the AORN Journal to provide illustrative examples of common QI measurements. Understanding the QI Process We adapted the structured Subject, Objective Observations, Analysis, and Plan, SOAP, format, to help nurses understand and structure QI processes. See Table 1. The step-by-step SOAP process provides a framework to 1. Identify subjects of interest and practice indicators for quality improvement. 2. Identify the types of data that are essential to collect and the data source. 3. Analyze and interpret data. And 4. Plan for next steps based on the information obtained. Nurses can use the SOAP structure to assess, diagnose, plan, and communicate information related to the QI processes. Subject of Interest and Reason for Data Collection The perioperative nurse's responsibility in evaluating the quality and appropriateness of nursing practice and care includes identifying measures for improvement. Perioperative nurses and leaders may begin a QI initiative after identifying safety risks involving staff members or patients, unsatisfactory quality, negative financial outcomes, or variations in practice. Before beginning a QI project, it is imperative for an improvement team to define the problem of interest, develop goals and objectives, compare existing practices to benchmarks, and identify a measurable outcome. Perioperative leaders and nurses can facilitate identification of a subject of interest by routinely monitoring practice and comparing it to external and internal benchmarks, national guidelines, standards, and best practices. See Table 2. External benchmarks refer to industry gold standards and may be regulatory, comparative, or best practices identified in scientific literature. Internal benchmarks refer to an organization's own best performance as a reference point. Using external benchmarks as a guide, perioperative teams may assess and evaluate current performance, determine ranges and thresholds for improvement, and consequently, initiate a QI project. Objective Observations AORN recommends that perioperative nurses understand the data collection process, for example, who will collect data, the recording process, the results and relevance of collected data, 
and where to find the data. Standard-setting bodies, such as the National Quality Forum, that endorses multiple measures with protocols and desired outcomes, and the Joint Commission, provide guidance and identify data to collect. AORN is another standard-setting body. In addition to the perioperative nursing standards and guidelines, AORN created the Perioperative Nursing Dataset, PNDS, a conceptual framework with a standardized language that consists of nursing diagnoses, interventions, and activities performed to achieve identified perioperative patient outcomes. Additionally, the PNDS comprises nurse-sensitive measures that emphasize the nurse's influence on patient outcomes. Each domain of the PNDS, that is, safety, health system, behavioral responses, and physiological responses, has an established diagnosis, related intervention, and desired outcome. Implementation of the PNDS is well-suited for electronic data records that facilitate the exact care provided during an invasive procedure. Perioperative nurses may find the PNDS embedded in their facility's electronic health record or may be familiar with the charting elements of the PNDS, such as verifying the operative or other invasive procedure, performing surgical counts, and assessing skin integrity. Another area available for data collection is the elements of the perioperative workflow, that is, patient identification, procedure, nursing diagnosis, procedural outcome identification, intervention, evaluation metrics, and final outcomes. Nurses conducting QI projects can choose any of these elements or subsets, as appropriate for the project, for data collection and analysis. Perioperative nurses can collect data that are specific to the patient, unit, or organization. Data from patient records can include patient demographics, for example, age, sex, basal metabolic index, comorbidities, for example, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, obstructive sleep apnea, and the related nursing interventions. Audits or observations can include the number of door openings during a procedure, wheels-out-to-wheels-in times for turnover assessment, and the specific time that the nurse transported the patient into the OR for the first procedure of the day. Unit-level data can include pressure injuries or surgical site infection occurrences, appropriate consent completion, and pain management effectiveness. Perioperative nurses involved with data collection should be vigilant about identifying any missing data. Finally, they also can collect data in real time, for example, daily, weekly, or retrospectively, the latter of which allows nurses to aggregate results and evaluate nursing practice in a specific area, for example, unit ambulatory surgery center. When collecting data, nurses may use a qualitative, quantitative, or mixed methods design. Quantitative data are numerical and may be obtained from patient charts, dashboards, the QI department, or hospital administrators. Data collected using patient or staff surveys often is qualitative in nature, while mixed methods data includes both quantitative and qualitative measures. An example of mixed methods data is the percentage of postoperative pressure injuries and the nurse's perception of the importance of performing skin assessments to monitor for pressure injuries.
Analysis of the data. Perioperative nurses assess the value, appropriateness, and applicability of quality indicators related to nursing practice. Quality indicators can be research-driven to support evidence-based practice. Researchers design studies that may affect large populations. However, because it may not be possible to study an entire population, researchers study a sample of the population instead. To predict whether the results of the sample are applicable to the population at large, researchers perform a statistical analysis of the sample data. Therefore, nurses require basic knowledge of statistical analysis to interpret such data. Teams conducting QI projects test for change using a Plan-Do-Study-Act cycle and analyze data during each cycle before making decisions. Data analysis helps the improvement team understand what has occurred and why. Using this information, the team can design modifications if needed, adopt the change, or abandon the change. Tables of numerical data and summary statistics alone may not provide team members with adequate information to make decisions. Therefore, perioperative nurses can use visual tools, for example, graphs charts, to display the data in a more comprehensible manner. These tools provide an illustration of the data collected that tell a story for a specific time period and can reveal insights that are not as evident in table format. Plan for practice decision-making. Perioperative nurses can use information from quality indicators to design strategies and take action to improve nursing practice and then assess the effectiveness of any changes. The nurse or team should critically review the information obtained from analysis of the QI activity. If the data indicate a sustained shift in the desired direction, a team may 1. Test the process under new conditions, which may require refining and adapting the process and improving reliability, or 2. Implement the change without any modifications as the new standard process. Alternatively, if a desired outcome is not achieved, a team may 1. Continue the process for an additional period of time with ongoing monitoring. 2. Modify the process using an additional PDSA cycle. 3. Modify the data collection method. Or 4. Stop the process and investigate why the result occurred. Successful implementation of a process change requires the following. A high degree of belief among stakeholders that the new idea leads to improvement. A low cost of failure, that is, time, effort, morale, and resources. And readiness of individuals to embrace the change. If any one of these conditions is not met, the chances of successful implementation will be greatly reduced. Data Interpretation Improvement teams may present data in a variety of ways to communicate information. To simplify the topic, we use data from an Institute for Health Improvement IHI, pilot study that validated implementation of a high-performance management system using PDSA cycles in an ambulatory surgery center. The organization leaders and IHI researchers collected data on immediate-use steam sterilization rates from January 2013 through October 2016. 
when the IHI researchers visited the Ambulatory Surgery Center in April 2016. They worked with facility leaders to implement the PDSA cycles, which ultimately helped sustain the desired change. Measuring Location and Variability The first step of data analysis is data exploration through measures of central tendency, including counts, percentage, mean, median, mode, and SD. Investigators can calculate the values by hand or by using a calculator or a statistical program. Investigators use counting to determine the number of entries in a dataset or the number of times that a data element appears in the dataset. Investigators use the rate, number, or amount calculated as proportion and multiplied by 100 to express a percentage. The mean, median, and mode provide a broad overview of data distribution and its tendency to skew one direction or the other. The mean, or average, is the sum of all data entries divided by the total number of entries. Extreme values, that is outliers, can influence the mean. Therefore, the mean works best when there is no outlier. The median is the value that lies exactly in the middle of the ordered list of data. If the data comprises an even number of entries, then the investigator should add the two numbers exactly in the middle and divide by two to determine the median. Investigators can use the median when strong outliers may skew the numbers. The mode is the value that occurs most frequently in a dataset. However, because the mode does not always accurately represent the data, investigators may decide not to use it. Although some datasets may not have a mode, others may have one or more. Quote, The standard deviation is a measure of the degree to which individual observations in a dataset deviate from the mean value, end quote, and represents the sample's dispersion or how spread out a group of numbers is from the mean. Determination of SD requires investigators to review all numbers in the dataset and calculate their distance from the mean. That is the difference, which can be either a positive or negative number. The next step requires squaring the differences, which removes the negatives, totaling the squared numbers, dividing the total by the number of observations minus one, and determining the square root of that number. Statistical software facilitates SD determination. In a normal distribution curve, most data will fall within one SD, which is 68% of the mean. 95% of all data fall within two SDs of the mean. Any data that fall outside two SDs of the mean are considered statistically significant results of the intervention and therefore have not occurred by chance alone. Displaying data. Bar graphs are simple tools that display data in discrete categories or individual groupings, depicted as horizontal or vertical columns, whereby a greater length of the bar indicates a greater value or number. Figure 2 is an example of a bar graph. A histogram is a type of bar graph that provides a visual representation of the frequency distribution of one continuous variable that is, univariate. In some cases, a histogram shows numerical data changes in specific variables, such as age and weight, during a specific period of time. 
the shape of the histogram shows spread, skewness, presence of outliers, and data modality, that is, one or more peaks in the data. Figure 3 is an example of a histogram based on the IHI pilot study. Data tracking, for example, daily, weekly, monthly, using run and control charts during QI projects, can result in multiple data points that may reveal a variability pattern. Distinguishing between common cause and special cause variations in QI is critical to analyzing data and guiding decisions. Common cause variation refers to natural variations inherent in processes. For example, the variation in measurements of body temperature or blood pressure among healthy individuals. On the other hand, special cause variation refers to variations from unnatural causes, causes that occur because of specific circumstances that are not part of the standard process. Continuing a process that exhibits special cause variation may lead to unpredictable results and requires determining a root cause to remove the variation from the process before moving forward. Teams can use run charts and control charts to identify whether a process is stable, that is, exhibits only random or common variations, or if there may be a special cause variation involved. A run chart is a simple effective tool with low mathematical complexity that helps the QI team identify variations in a system and determine how their process is performing. The team should label the horizontal, x, axis, with units of time or sequence, and the vertical, y, axis, with the value being measured. The team should plot the data in chronological order and specify the median in the data field. The median serves as a reference point and acts as the 50th percentile, with half of the data above and half of the data below the line. The QI team can apply run chart rules after plotting at least 10 data points. A run is the presence of at least one data point on either side of the median. The team should identify runs and ignore data points that fall on the median. A simple method to determine the number of runs is to count the number of times that the data points cross the median and then add one to the count. It is possible for a run to consist of only one point. Figure 4 is an example of a run chart based on the IHI pilot study. After identifying the number of runs, the QI team should apply four run chart rules to interpret the runs as one of the following change trends. A shift, a trend, too many or too few runs, or an astronomical data point. A shift in the data is defined as at least six consecutive data points on one side of the median. A trend occurs when at least five consecutive data points consistently progress in an upward or downward direction. Trends may cross the median. There may be too many or too few runs, which indicates a significant non-random pattern or change signaling unpredictability. Reference tables with critical values are available online to determine the expected number of runs for the number of observations. Lastly, an astronomical data point is an outlier that is drastically different than the rest and requires the team to conduct a root cause analysis to determine the cause. The team studying the data must determine whether the condition affecting the process was a result of a planned change or an unplanned condition. 
Statistical Process Control, SBC, is a technique for distinguishing between common cause and special cause variation with rigor and validity like traditional statistics. Additionally, when using SPC, the QI team incorporates the PDSA cycle, plots real-time data, and uses the resultant visual representation to display changes that the team can use to determine if modification or continuation of the process will achieve the desired results. The primary tool used in SPC is the Schuert control chart. The layout of a control chart is similar to that of a run chart. However, the investigator plots the mean, rather than the median, as the center line in a control chart. The investigator then calculates an upper control limit, UCL, and lower control limit, LCL, from variations in the data and set at three SDs from the median. The UCL and LCL serve as boundaries for variations in the process. Therefore, data that fall outside the UCL and LCL indicate to the team that a variation in the process has likely occurred. The team can calculate a new set of UCLs and LCLs when process changes are made, for example, when a new PDSA cycle begins. Additional rules for interpreting control charts are available, but are beyond the scope of this article. Figure 5 is an example of a Schubert control chart from the IHI pilot study. Tests of Significance Although both run and control charts are visual presentations of data, investigators also can calculate the same data using a t-test with a p-value. Investigators use the t-test to determine the difference in results between two groups, that is, control and intervention. And each t-test has a p-value that validates its significance. Investigators usually begin research studies with a question or a hypothesis that the researcher strives to prove or disprove. The t-test provides the magnitude of the difference in the results and its significance, that is, p-value, to identify whether the difference is the result of chance alone or because of an intervention that is being studied. A value of t equals zero indicates that samples are equal, that is, null hypothesis. Thus, there is no difference a researcher would conduct a t-test for the following reasons. 1. To compare average values of two datasets from the same population. 2. If collected data are from a continuous or ordinal scale, for example, yes or no, right or wrong. 3. If collected data are representative of the sample at large. 4. If collected data when plotted result in normal distribution, and 5. If samples are similar or equal in nature. A t-test can be performed with a confidence interval, that is, range of values within which the researcher estimates the data to reside, of 95%, or p is less than 0.05, indicating significance, meaning investigators can be 95% confident that their results are not because of chance alone and are a result of PDSA improvement cycles. The farther the t-test value is from zero, the greater its significance. The t-test value by itself is without meaning unless combined with a p-value. Description and importance of the p-value. 
A p-value, or probability, helps investigators determine the significance of the test results and assumes a null hypothesis or lack of difference between groups. The critical value of less than or equal to 0.05 means that if the investigators run the experiment 100 times, 95% of the time they will be able to reject the null hypothesis. When p is less than 0.001, the t-test results provide very trustworthy evidence. Table 3 categorizes relative significance of the evidence based on the p-value. Conclusion The AORN standards of practice indicate that perioperative nurses should engage in QI activities, and nurses can use the SOAP format as a framework for systematic review of QI practices. When defining a problem of interest, QI teams can use internal and external benchmarks and evidence-based literature to review their practice and implement changes to guide improvement. Data analysis involves determining location and variability, displaying data, and determining the statistical significance of the results. Knowledge of QI processes, including a practical understanding of data collection and analysis, should help perioperative nurses evaluate the quality and effectiveness of nursing practice.